You're listening to a rebroadcast of a live walk talk from Instagram. You're welcome. I'm glad you guys enjoyed these walk talks. So if you're new to my ministry, my name is Matt McMillan. I'm a Christian author. I've written seven books. All of my books are available on Amazon in paperback and Kindle. And if you get some time, check them out. Um, my ministry is centered around Jesus. So if we can recenter our ministries, our lives, our relationships, even our doctrine, I know, even our doctrine, on Jesus, everything gets easier. Fredericktown, <laughs> I know where you're at. Uh, but that's my brother on here. My brother is uh, Luke McMillan, and he has the tag McMillan McMillan's Barbershop on here. Check him out. He is a wizard with the clippers. He's awesome. Best fade on this side of St. Louis. If you're local, check out my brother Luke McMillan. He has a barbershop in Park Hills, Missouri. But anyway, back to the topic at hand. My ministry is centered on Jesus for a long time. It wasn't. I started my social media ministry uh, quite a while ago and I started writing books, started doing ministry on social media, and there was a lot of distractions. Now, let's be clear. I was saved. I was a Christian, but I was distracted by quite a few things. First thing I was distracted with was my works. I thought I had to continue to do something to be a Christian. It doesn't work like that. We are saved by grace through faith, not of works, so nobody can boast. And when James talks about faith without works is dead, he is not talking about a lifetime of works. He's talking about a one-time act of saving faith by two different people. So works does not save you. Works does not keep you saved. Works doesn't sustain your salvation. That was the first distraction I had. The second distraction I had was the devil. Man, I talked about the devil a lot. When I look at some of my older memories on Facebook and, and other things, I talked about the devil quite a bit, and he's a distraction. He's a distraction. He is powerless. He has no power over a Christian. Um, Colossians 2 says he was disarmed at the cross. He is a toothless, barking old dog on a chain behind a fence. 1 John 5 says he can't even touch you. So he's real. I'm not saying the devil and his demons aren't real, but I'm saying they are powerless against you. But I was distracted by that, blaming everything on the devil. Everything's not the devil's fault. We make our own choices sometimes. And sure, there's demonic influences. We can be oppressed, but not possessed. We can't be touched. We can be lied to. You can't be possessed by Satan. Christians are not possessed. There's no such thing as a Christian who has the devil in them or a demon. You're possessed by the spirit of Jesus Christ. He can't touch you. Satan can't touch you. And Jesus is not going to share you with a demon. A house divided will fall. Jesus said that. 1 Corinthians 6 says you're one spirit with the Lord. You've died and you've been hidden in God with Christ, Colossians 3. So this distraction that I had was, gotta fight back against the devil every day. 
I had to repent. <laughs> I had to learn and grow. He's still there, but I don't give him as much attention. That was the second distraction. Third distraction in my ministry was my addiction recovery. I've been in sobriety for seven years now, but I talked about that more than I talked about Jesus. <laughs> I was just so passionate about helping people, and I still am, about helping people um, stop being slaves to something that they don't have to be slaves to. And my ministry was always talking about addiction recovery. I still talk about it, but it's not my focus. My focus now is Jesus. Was I a Christian during that whole time? Absolutely. We all can be distracted by stuff. People can be distracted by spiritual gifts. People can be distracted by pastors. People be, can be distracted by legalism. People can be distracted, distracted by um, the law of Moses. People can be distracted by entertainment. People can be distracted by so many different things. But we have to recenter on Jesus. Once we do that, all the pressure gets taken off of us because we have nothing to prove. When we have nothing to prove, it's because we're placing all of the emphasis and burden on Jesus. Switch hands here. Now, I still struggle with, with error. We all struggle with error. Error simply means you're not aware of something just yet. It's not a lie. When somebody calls you a liar because you're struggling with error, that doesn't mean you're a liar. It means you're struggling with that particular error. We are all learning. We're all growing. And if there's one particular person out there who never admits that they have error, be weary of that. That's a cult. I say that lightly because there are Christians out there who fall at the feet of particular individuals and, oh, they can't be wrong. They're never wrong. The great and all-powerful so-and-so. Everybody struggles with error. So that's how I really form my relationships with other people who are in ministry, people who are always building others up, not pointing out what's wrong with them, and people who sometimes say, you know what, you might be right. So that's error. Error doesn't mean you're not a Christian, it just means you're struggling with something that you don't know. I still learn stuff every single day. We're all learning and growing. But there are some foundational truths that we cannot shake on. We cannot um, sway on. And a few of those things, I will stand firm, and those will be the hills that I die on. One of those things is um, how secure we are as Christians. We have nothing to fear ever about anything as a Christian. And that will be a hill that I die on till the day I die. So when you see something on TikTok, on Instagram, it could even be coming from a, a Christian. And it's, it's kind of nice and flowery, but then boom, you're scared. They hit you with the hard stuff. It's error. It's error. Perfect love casts out fear. It's called double talk. Christ will never leave you nor forsake you. All these positive things about God and then, oh, but you better be careful. You might be left behind. Come on. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reel this back in because sometimes 
this is a trigger for me. Talk about triggers a lot. So I'm in recovery for codependency as well, not just alcoholism, but triggers. Triggers are things that they're knee-jerk responses to a past trauma. My past trauma has a lot to do with um, having error beat into my head about the fear of God. Christians are never threatened in, in, in the Bible, not one time. Genesis to Revelation, a believer is never threatened. Why not? Because the righteous have always lived by faith. And after the cross, Jesus' blood goes forward and it goes backwards. How do you think people could be forgiven before Jesus? By faith. How do you think people can be forgiven after Jesus? By faith. You're forgiven 2,000 years after the cross. What makes you think that everybody before the cross couldn't be forgiven by Jesus? God is not bound by time. So when I hear these things that go against how secure we're supposed to be and fearless as Christians, it's a trigger for me because that's a trauma for me and I'm getting better. I recognize it now and getting, I'm growing in that. But one of those, one of those Bible passages was uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Oh, what does that mean? Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I thought I was saved by grace through faith. What, what do I do now? How am I supposed to work it out? Do I just sit here and be scared? Is that how I work it out? Do I got to do a bunch of good works? Is that how I work it out? How do I know I've had enough good works to finally work it out with enough fear and trembling? Do you see the error? Error, 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 error. It's error. It's not the truth. Context, context, context. In the book of uh, Philippians chapter two, Paul is, in this particular passage, Paul is edifying a body of believers. He's saying, hey guys, get along because everybody's watching you. Represent Christ properly. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Next passage, because it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his Time. good purpose. Nine minutes, 40 seconds, total distance, 1.0 miles, average pace, 19 minutes, 39 seconds Let per mile, finish. split pace, 19 minutes, 39 seconds per mile. All right. Where was I? Philippians 2.13. Okay, so... Work out your salvation with fear and trembling because it is God who works in you to will and to act according to his good purpose. So we have to put these two Bible passages together. You're not doing anything to work out your salvation yourself. It doesn't say work for your salvation. It says work it out. As in God who is in you, work him out of you. The fruit of the spirit. What does that look like? What does God look like through you, through your hands, feet, and mouth? Love, joy, peace, patience. Not just patience with other people, but patience with yourself. Kindness. Being kind to people. The guy who begs on the corner, who's annoying, 
you see them you see them standing there every single day you want to roll down your window and say hey get a job you're out here every day that's not very kind something i struggle with because i see it all day every day but that's not me working god out of me love joy peace patience kindness goodness what is goodness goodness is calling up somebody or texting them when they've never done that for you in the past in order to encourage you but you know something about them that you know they're struggling with and you just say hey you know just want you to know there's no pressure on you today god loves you give yourself a break everything's going to be fine that type of stuff that's goodness you don't have to do that but you're being good you're expressing your goodness you're expressing god love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness i don't know about you but one of my triggers is the opposite of gentleness it's a trigger but it's not natural for me as a holy person so i have to express gentleness by being myself by relaxing not responding not reacting but responding and sometimes not even saying anything at all so gentleness we got to be gentle love joy peace patience kindness gentleness what else what's next self-control self-control you have self-control so if you think there's something like i just cannot control myself when i do this it's not the truth it's not the truth you have self-control it's in you it is God who works in you through you to fulfill his good purpose this is how I overcame my addiction to alcoholism to alcohol this is how I overcame looking at porn anybody look at porn lots of people do I have self-control so I'm not gonna look at that stuff I have self-control so I'm not gonna get drunk how am I going to prevent that? Well, I'm going to unfollow attractive people on my feed. Real simple. I'm going to not look at all the profiles with all the attractive people. Self-control. I don't need the temptation. Um, what am I going to do about my self-control with my drinking? I'm not even going to make it an option. I don't drink. I'll go hang out with you. If you don't have a problem with alcohol, I'll buy you a beer. But I don't even give myself the option because I have self-control. I don't drink. That's it. I don't drink. There's nothing wrong with alcohol. There's nothing wrong with drinking. But if you are not expressing self-control and you keep getting drunk, that's a problem. You're expressing slavery when you don't have to because you're free. So self-control. This is working God out. Love, joy, peace, patience. Kindness, gentleness, self-control, all these things are God working in you and through you. Forgiveness, that's natural for you. People make you mad, people upset you, people hurt your feelings. Talking to myself. You're forgiving, Matt. Forgive them. Doesn't mean you have to trust them. Doesn't mean you have to hang out. Doesn't mean you have to... Go by their house and knock on their door and say, hey, I was really struggling with forgiveness. And I forgive you, man. They don't even have to know. 
Some legalists would love for you to do that, by the way. <laughs> I knew you should come forgive me. All right. So I hope that helps you out today. Hope that's encouraged you. Um, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's more of a reverence and awe. I have God in me. You have the God of the universe in your very being right now, permanently, Christian, and he'll never go away. No matter what you do, no matter how you act, you're safe and secure because of the promise made between the Father and the Son at the cross and you becoming the beneficiary to that by grace through faith. This is what you truly have to deal with as a Christian. You're holy. You're blameless. You're righteous. You're forgiving. You have self-control. There's nothing wrong with you. You're completely forgiven. You cannot mess up what Jesus has done for you and to you. So you might as well let him live through you. Work him out. So I hope that's encouraged you today. Always tell the truth about yourself. Always tell the truth about yourself. That is what will always get you back on track in your actions and attitudes. Who are you? Think about it. All right, guys. I'm going to pick up my run here. Hope you guys have a great day today. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me on this Walk Talk. Please be sure to rate and review this podcast and share it with others. Subscribe right now so you don't miss out on any new content. To be encouraged daily, you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. If you want even more information on my ministry or to check out my books, go to www.mattmcmillan.com.